in the mid-70s. As I remember, it was a married couple and their daughter, or rather, her daughter. They lived here about a year, I guess. There was a kind of strange thing, though. More than a year after they moved out, some women came by my store and asked me if I knew where they might be able to locate the older woman's husband and the younger woman's father. They were trying to find him because, I guess, he'd just plain disappeared. The store owner didn't think the women who contacted him were related to the family who had lived there. The little girl whom he'd seen actually living there was much younger than the two sisters, and the grown daughter was years older. They told me that they were from someplace in New Mexico, I believe, and that their dad suddenly quit keeping in touch. Evidently, that wasn't like him. They wanted to walk through the property because this was the last location they had for him. Our old house. So you took them through it? Tate asked. Yes, I recall I did. But I couldn't answer their questions. I just told them that everyone from that family had been gone for a long time. I had no idea where. Asked if he knew the allegedly missing man's name, the witness shook his head. It was odd, though. What was odd? Deputy Tate asked. One of the daughters said that her father's new wife was the type of person who would kill him. Kill him? Tate asked. Was she serious? I don't know. I didn't know her. Never saw her again. Don't even know her name. But I recall that her first name sounded like a nickname. My sister would know more, but she's on a trip and won't be back until Thursday evening. Forensics Chief Steve Wilkins arrived and studied the bones in the black trash bag. He verified that, in his opinion, they were not animal bones. After all, they were human. As Wilkins delicately examined the bones, Jason Tate looked down at the ground beneath the excavator, which was about 15 feet away from the first bone find. He saw that there were several more bones lying there. He pointed them out to Wilkins, and they marked their location with evidence flags. In the morning, they would come back and set up a grid beginning where the first bones were found and extending throughout the property so they could be sure they had discovered any bones that remained, as well as other items that might give them some clue to who the dead man or woman had been. They didn't know yet if they were looking at what had been a natural death, an accident, a suicide, or a murder. If this was a homicide case, the investigators hoped against hope that a killer might have left something behind that would identify him or her, too. By June 6, 2007, Pierce County Detective Lieutenant Brent Baumkamp assigned Detective Sergeant Ben Benson as the lead detective on the mysterious case of the unidentified bones. In that first week of June 2007, Benson knew within a few days after the unearthed bones surfaced that they were human. Now he learned that Dr. Catherine M. Taylor of the King County Medical Examiner's Office had determined that the dead person was a male. She was able to determine his sex by studying the pelvic morphology, noting that the narrow subpubic angle and the sciatic notch were those of a man and did not demonstrate the wider pelvis women have that enables them to deliver babies. The few pieces of skull told her that the cranial sutures were firmly closed, 
and the vertebrae bore signs of a man who was almost certainly over forty. Dr. Taylor couldn't really determine how tall this man had been. There weren't enough complete long bones to estimate that. The same was true of the nameless man's ethnic ancestry. Forensic anthropologists use cranial, facial, and dental uniqueness to indicate racial and other ancestral signs. But these remains had no face or teeth, and only a partial skull. Although there was no skull per se, she was able to examine the occipital rim on the back of the head, forehead, and upper jaw. She could not tell, however, if there was any sad evidence of foul play. There are some cracks in the pieces of skull, she pointed out. It's possible they were caused by a gunshot to the head, but they could have been caused by other things, too. There was no evidence remaining of possible trauma and no soft tissue that might have...